Hello and welcome to the Inner Sanctum sessions today. We've been online now for about an hour chatting. What I do with the Inner Sanctum sessions is that we come on Zoom and I don't record or um, go live with a lot of the conversation so that we can all speak with each other openly and share and and it's not recorded and nobody else is going to see it but the people that are on Zoom and the link. So it um, upholds people's privacies if they want to share something about themselves and they don't want the world to see it. So we've been yakking in the Inner Sanctum for about an hour now. Uh, Karen Swain here, as you all know, that are people that are on my platforms listening to this. Deb Shakti was supposed to be our guest teacher today in the Inner Sanctum, who is the hypnotherapist from the movie Alien Abduction Answers. I've been talking about it for weeks now, posting it all over all over YouTube. But she emailed me late last night, because um, morning here, and said that she's had a terrible accident and she's broken some ribs and she couldn't see, uh, sort of breathe very, very well. So she had to cancel today. So I want to ask anyone that's listening to this and people that are on Zoom to hold Debs in your heart and see her surrounded by golden light and see her body as whole and healthy and thriving. See her lungs as healed and whole and thriving as we all imagine and feel and tune into the energy of health. This is what healing is about. Not to imagine somebody as sick as I tell you about it. We use that imagination. Oh, and we see people as sick and unhealthy. But use your powerful focus and powerful mind and powerful imagination to see her as she would want herself to be. Because with everything that we experience in this lifetime, when we experience the contrast of life or the traumas of life, we give birth to desires of wanting something different. So when we're sick, there is never more a desire within us to feel well. Or when we're in pain, there is this big desire birthed within us to feel out of pain. And so when we focus on what it is that we want to manifest or that we're desiring, as if it's happening right now, then we bring that reality into existence. And so what happens when we hear about people's sicknesses or their cancer journey or their demise, when we think about them, we think of them in this sick state and we actually add to the expansion of the problem that they're experiencing rather than seeing them well. This is the same when people are maybe experiencing anger or frustration or there are people fighting with each other or um, you know, we visualize and think of them in the way we don't want rather than visualizing them in the way we do. So when you've had a fight with somebody, you think in your mind, oh, that person is so mean, <laughs> that person is so rude, you know, and we come up with our idea of them and we can only ever experience what we believe. So when we hit that person, come up, bump up against that person again, we can only experience them through our belief system so if you want a different experience with somebody that maybe you don't like or is rude to you think of them as being kind and generous and open and loving think of them as you would have them be and so this is what I ask all of you today that are witnessing this either on the recording or on the live stream or in zoom is to think of Deb as she would have herself be breathing freely, feeling free, feeling healthy, 
She's able to run and jump and skip and her body is working well and see her surrounded in golden light and shining that beautiful, loving, masterful energy that she holds within her soul into this world through a healthy, functioning, optimally functioning body. And for those of you that don't know what Debs looks like, go check out my show with Debs or just Google her and you'll see a picture of her and you can hold that image of her in that optimal health state. So sending Debs many blessings of love and light and thanking her for uh, wanting to come on the show with us today and to um, we were going to get her to channel the teachers so she channels a group that she calls the teachers or the star teachers but because she's not with us today on zoom <laughs> she's with us in spirit but not on zoom I thought I would do some channeling uh, channel my teachers who I very irreverently call the mob or blissful beings there we go blissful beings Life is a journey of infinite possibility, blissful beings. And talk about the process of channeling. Blissful beings um, have been, or the mob, have been very uh, uh, verbal, very loud, I suppose, in um, teaching me about channeling. Channeling is something that I experienced for the first time when I was a young girl. I went to see a woman channeling an entity she called Nathaniel. I think she called her. I think she called um, Nathaniel. Yeah. Anyway, and so I'm like this young girl. I'm in my early 20s and I've dragged my girlfriend along to see this woman channeling. She was doing private sessions at the time. And I, I went before this woman who sat in meditation for a few minutes and took some deep breaths in. You've seen it all, people that know channelings, you've seen channelers do this and then this new entity or this other energy or this other energy, let's call it another energy, came to join her or took over her body and then started to channel through and it was like a different frequency and a different energy and a booming voice and a different accent and the whole theatre of it had me completely distracted and I'm looking at this woman you know, with this different accent and this booming voice and she's got her eyes closed and she's in this strange posture. And I couldn't hear anything she said because I was so fascinated by the theatre of what I was witnessing. And I'm thinking the whole time she's talking, now where's she gone? Like where's the personality that I met at the door who opened the door and sat me down? Like where is she? And I'm full of questions. And I think, I don't think she gave me a recording at that state, but I went to see her a few more times after that. So channeling to me in those days was, was that. I think that we all met channeling with that. We, we meet a different personality through the body of one that we know. But I have had constant communication with what who the personality that we know as Jesus my whole life, much to my um, shock because when I was young, I didn't I kind of was a bit of an atheist or agnostic. I really didn't believe in spirituality through the way that the mainstream religions, was uh, presenting them and I thought that people that talked about Jesus were god botherers I called them like don't bother me with all your god stuff and so to find out that this energy that we knew as Jesus was talking to me the whole time was a bit of a shock 
but he asked me to draw him very years ago, which is the image that I have up on my Facebook page called Blissful Beings. And as a young girl, I was asking a million questions about who are my spirit guides and who is talking to me and what's their name? And I never, ever received a name. And I would reach out to many people who had names for their guides and they had personalities for their guides and it confused me greatly. Now, I'm not saying that everybody's like me because they're not because some people have, and we were just talking about it with Kristen in the Inner Sanctum, that you know some people have guides that have names and personalities that are very distinct because we've lived maybe with those people in the physical and we've known them as that name. I was talking about this with someone yesterday or I think it might have been um, with Sal on the show, we were talking about channeling and uh, we both said that we loved the Seth books. Who was it? Maybe it was somebody. I can't remember who I'm talking to. And Seth said that the name that was given to Jane Roberts in the 60s, known as Seth, was a name that either she or he had been in a past life. And so there was a name and a personality attached to that. But in spirit, we are so much more than who we've been as a personality in one lifetime. We are connected to the whole. We are one with a, a stream of consciousness. And so my guides were always very um, insistent that that was the energy that I would communicate with. And they never, ever gave me a personality and a name to talk to. And I had a business called Bliss, which was a furniture shop, closed that down, opened a massage business and called it Blissful Beings. And after years of asking them who I was speaking to, one day they said to me, well, who do you think blissful beings are? And I'm like, ah, oh, that's you guys, because I just used to call them the mob, which I still call them today, the mob. So I could give them a different name. I could call them the teachers, quite like the name the teachers, like Deb calls her guides, or the star teachers, I like that too. But what they've shown me about who they are is they're a stream of consciousness that is made up of thought that in fact, this is who we all are beyond our physical lives in every dimension and our personality. We belong to this one stream of consciousness that we can call God. But these streams of consciousness has different intentions or desires. Intentions is a better word. And so my intention is to be a teacher in this lifetime and their intention is the same. So when I tap into this stream of consciousness that I call the mob or blissful beings, I'm tapping into the same stream of consciousness that every spiritual teacher has tapped into that has ever walked the earth. And it's not just me being able to do that. Every single person who has an intention to teach uh, spiritual wisdom taps into that same energy. And um, this is the energy that I call mob. Uh, thanks. People are sending Deb's, Deb's healing. I'm just looking at the um, Facebook, uh, at the chats here. I'm sorry. I'm just going to allow Facebook to stream through this streaming thing. Hopefully that's done it so I can see people's Facebook messages. Sometimes I can't. So what would the teachers or the mob or blissful beings like to say to people that are witnessing? They want to talk about, we'd like to talk about who you are as the little self and the small self. We've spoken about this today in the Inner Sanctum. We've spoken about our ego self that is the part of us that is that can indulge in thoughts of anger and criticism and judgment and fear. 
It is the part of us that the higher self, the, the broader self, the divine self has constructed and designed and created in order for the consciousness to experience this time-space reality in all its diversity. So this realm that we live in called Earth has the affords us the opportunity to experience polarity and separation. And in order to have that opportunity to experience that, we needed to design an aspect of the higher self. The ego self is actually an aspect of our higher self in order to indulge in or engage in thoughts of separation. And those thoughts of separation are always wrapped up in judgment. They're always wrapped up in you are you and I am me and I don't like the way you do things or I have some judgment over the way you do things. But in truth, there is no separation between any of us. We are all one. And everything we judge in another, be it good or bad, we're actually witnessing our own self. We're seeing it in the other. And then we have a thought or an idea or an opinion about that person. But in truth, we're witnessing the same energies or frequencies that we're engaging in in this lifetime at the time that we're witnessing it. The stronger the emotion behind the judgment, be it good or bad, like you could revere somebody and say, oh my God, you are amazing. I love you. What you're seeing is you. Or you could hate somebody and say, oh, I hate you. And what you're seeing is you. So the stronger the emotion, the more connected it is to what energy is currently active in your vibration at the time you're witnessing it. And we'd like to say to you that the construct of the little self that worries and judges and fears is therefore to be loved and revered because you as the higher self created it. And when you stop resisting yourself and your fearful thoughts or your stressful thoughts or your worried thoughts or your judgmental thoughts, and you can look at them as a part of the higher self's creation to experience this time-space matrix in all its diversity, then healing becomes instant and possible right now. The more you try and heal yourself and fix yourself and perfect yourself, the more you resist your own creation. You are the creator of your reality and so you have created your personality and your ego and the part of you that is experiencing this life, this time-space matrix from a perspective of separation and not unity. We spoke about this in the Inner Sanctum earlier this morning and it's worth repeating that every time you witness a thought or an emotion attached to a thought or an emotion attached to a belief, you have the opportunity in that moment of witnessing or knowing how you feel to change that and to make a choice. Is this what I want to contribute to? Is this what I want to live now in this moment? Is this what I want to feel? And in that moment of understanding that you have a choice, you have the ability to shift your vibration. So many people say to us, when I get into a spiral of thinking, it's so hard to get out of it and I can't shift my vibration. And that's when we believe that we have no choice in how I feel. So something happens, something devastating happens that I witness that is devastating and then I have a judgment about it. And it is 
evoking the emotion in me or it is making me feel this way and because this is happening I have no choice to feel differently when in fact you do you always 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 have choice in how you flow your energy this is you as a masterful soul being a deliberate genius creator in this world it is when you believe that you don't have choice that you forget your mastery and who you are as the broader perspective, the higher self, the divinity that is electing to insert your consciousness into this time-space reality and you have done so with what you call the construct of the ego. You created and chose all of it and in each moment of now you have a choice to remember that you're choosing to experience this whether you're experiencing something that you're witnessing or whether you're experiencing something that you're believing or feeling, that you are choosing that in each moment. And when you come back to the remembrance of I'm choosing to feel like this, I can choose something different, you take back your power and you reconnect to that broader aspect of you, that divinity, that higher self, and you start to channel that energy into your being And so the higher self and you become one. You no longer need to sit to meditate to connect to us or the higher aspects of your being. You know in each moment that you have that connection and it is a choice. Do I see this life through the perspective of my higher wisdom, my true nature, my true self, or do I witness this life whether you're witnessing what you're believing and feeling and believing to be true or witnessing something outside of yourself which you're responding to based on what you believe do I have the choice do I choose to witness it through the perspective of separateness to who I am as an extension of source energy as an extension of love as infinite wisdom as infinite creative potential in each moment of now In everything you're thinking and witnessing and feeling, you have that choice. And when you remember that you do, you take back your power to channel us or your own higher self in each moment of now in your life. And so channeling becomes a decision in the moment rather than sitting to connect to an energy that you believe is outside of yourself because nothing is outside of yourself. We are one with source energy. And when you know that and you breathe that in every moment, now you have access, Karen or I like to say in every moment, it's like the backstage pass, access all areas. When you can connect, when you have connected with your higher self, and you know yourself as that frequency, as that energy, now you have access to all the vibrational frequencies of the universe. You can connect with higher self councils, galactic councils of light, Palladian collectives, Arcturian consciousness. You can collect with, you can connect with all manner of consciousness and frequencies all over the universe and speak to whoever you want to speak to. You can speak to your dead relatives in spirit. You can speak to other people's dead relatives in spirit or friends. You can speak to, and you can go anywhere. You can access all areas. For you access these subtler 
we won't say higher, but subtler frequencies. And we say they're subtle because when you're engaged in this earth experience, you're feeling your thoughts and emotions through the filter of your belief system. And so once you move out of your belief system, you connect to subtler energies and you have access to these subtler energies which become one with you in the vessel in the moment. You become one with those energies. And so you can channel through those energies as you choose, as you wish. Is there any questions? Newfoundland, hello from Elston, Newfoundland, Canada. Happy to be here with you. Hi, Charlotte. Lovely to be here with you too. Let me go back to the Zoom group. Is there any questions in the Zoom group about this? No, no. I guess we've been talking for an hour. We've got all the questions answered. <laughs> Vladi, is that a heart or a question? No questions. Let me see who's got questions online. All righty. So I haven't got any questions I, here. I will ask one thing. Yeah. Well, just make a comment because... <laughs> you and your beautiful um mob make it sound so easy mm -hmm. <laughs> but then why do i struggle so hard with it because i keep thinking of it outside of myself is that it absolutely that's a great question if you make it sound so easy why do i find it so hard think about what you believe is hard something that is hard it is something to you that is unknown so I can't speak another language because I don't know it. So it's wrapped up in a belief that is separate to your current operating system. And so when you believe that something is unknown, like when you learn something for the first time, okay, great analogy. Think about when you first learned to drive and as you've taught your children how to drive, like how to drive a car seems so unknown and so difficult and so hard at first. And then once you establish that it is known, driving becomes completely effortless. I say, Karen says, that I'm pretty sure that somebody else drives my car because I'm thinking about a million other things when I'm driving the car and the car just seems to effortlessly, effortlessly drive itself. Like it becomes so easy. And we want to say to you that channeling your higher self or being one with your higher self is as effortless once you establish the belief that it is part of your operating system is as effortless as being someone that has driven a car for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, depending on how old you are. It's as effortless. So hard is a construct of the mind that separates. I think um, as you're speaking, it's coming to me um, having to, I grew up in such a religious background maybe it's not so difficult as I think that I'm not worthy to be able to. It's a worthiness thing. I'm not good enough. Yep. The, yeah. These are That's beliefs. maybe more my challenge than some others. So the idea is I'm not worthy enough to be myself. <laughs> Spot on. I'm worthy enough to be the personality construct which dons an ego 
which the true me has created. I'm worthy enough to be the creation of my true self, but I'm not worthy enough to be my true self. It's kind of skewed, isn't it? Like all false belief is, it's wrapped up in lies. Everything that feels dense or negative is connected to a construct that is a distortion from the truth of who you are. So every time we engage in a belief or a thought that is not in alignment with the truth of who you are, we feel it as negative emotion. And the further away from the truth of who you are, the belief or the thought is, the worse the feeling. And this is our emotional guidance system. Our, the call of our source or our divine self or our higher self has a frequency, has a feeling, and we feel it when we're connected and we call it joy and laughter and exuberance and bliss and ecstasy and love. We give it names and, it, and this is us being connected to the frequency of our source. So every time you're in ecstasy or bliss or laughing or joy or appreciating or loving, you are completely and wholly connected to the truth of who you are, which we have called the higher self or God or divinity or our divine self or our soul. We've given it so many names. Every time you feel joy, you're, you're connected. There is no separation from you to you. There is only and engaging in a belief that has you feeling the separation and you feel the separation as negative emotion. So the worse you feel, the more you feel the idea of the separation from you to your true nature. In truth, you can never be separated because we are one, but you can engage in lies or illusion that has you experiencing what we call separation and ideas of not being worthy. How does the feeling, the thought, the belief, I am not worthy feel? How does it feel to believe you're not worthy, not worthy of love, not worthy of success, not worthy of friendship, not worthy of connection to my higher self, not worthy of channeling God? Yeah, sorry, go on. How does it, it just feel? feels very dark or heavy? Um, it feels very um, real, palpable. Mm -hmm. um, but that feeling of, uh, I have felt that feeling of bliss and joy. And um, in my lifetime, looking back, uh, where I was at crossroads. And I would feel, wow, just all through my body. And this was back when I was still steeped in my religious, you know, upbringing. And I recall thinking, and I've done this two or three times looking back, and I wish I hadn't, that it felt so good that it must be bad. And it must be Satan tempting me. <laughs> <laughs> so now in the last few years, I realized the difference and that that was the universe. And those were the lies. That was the universe going, look what we, what you wanted and we made for you. I hope you enjoy it. Oh no, I must be on a strict diet of that's too good. <laughs> I have to be dense. And so, yes, it's something that ta has taken me years to learn. 
we love you all so very much and we find it so amusing the way that humans derive ways in which to experience density how you take concepts of wanting desires of wanting to be spiritually connected to your god to what you understand as god and then you twist that truth and you say if it feels good it must be bad and it feels bad it must be good <laughs> this these constructs to us are hilarious we just love witnessing this for we know that the truth is the opposite but we also celebrate that you in your human form can engage in such in such beliefs you can engage in the very opposite to your true nature and this is what this life affords you it gives you this opportunity to engage in the opposite and to have that experience and you have this opportunity to in, indulge in these beliefs for as long as you choose for as long as you want until you don't want to engage or indulge in these feelings and beliefs anymore but each time and every time you hit that frequency that is your emotional guidance system showing you where you have gone off from the alignment with your true nature there is a call from your inner being that says i want to return to my source i want to return to love i want to return to feeling good and for many of you humans, you ignore that. Even though you feel that core well up from within your physical vessel, from in your body, calling you, I want to feel better. I don't want to feel like this. Even though my religion says that if I feel bad, I'm doing God's work. And if I feel good, it's the devil's work. There is still an inner knowing within every human being that says, I know that I want to feel good because I know that feeling good is my connection to my source. And so you can indulge and engage in these beliefs and these practices for as long as you choose until that calling becomes so loud that you now have to split yourself away or separate from the ideology and the systems and the people that are engaged in those systems that no longer live inside your truth of who you know yourself to be, as you have done, Kristen. And you say, I love you very much, but I can no longer practice what you are teaching me for there is a calling within me that knows something different and I have to live that truth. But to judge where you have been and say that it was wrong is to also separate from the truth of your knowing because your knowing knows, your inner being knows that you chose that and you chose it for good reason and that nothing that you live in this time-space reality, this, this physical earth experience, from your broader perspective, from your soul's perspective or your divine perspective is ever wrong. It is an experience and every experience that you have gives rise to a desire within you to remember and reconnect to the truth of who you are. And you humans do it in so much variety. There's so many ways that you do it. You can meditate, you can sing, you can do yoga. 
there's so many ways that you look to finding that reconnection. You go to the channeler, you go to the guru, you sit at the foot of the guru, you read the books, you watch the podcast shows, seeking, always seeking to remember the truth of who you are. Of course, for you listen to the call of the source within you that knows something beyond the constructs that you're living in your society and your religious upbringing. And we celebrate, we celebrate that in all of you. I'm getting all emotional. Because <laughs> when I channel, I'm here, right? So I'm feeling every word of it, but feeling it from my human perspective. Whew, so lovely. Beautiful. Yeah, I think so too. Beautiful. I get to witness this as much as the rest of you. Oh, any questions happening? Oh I'd God. love to ask um, a question. <laughs> yeah about you know how you were speaking about like you know you knew that you wanted to become a spiritual teacher or that's your like mission and I guess I would love to hear from their perspective what qualifies someone to become a teacher (laughs) (laughs) we have said to you many times everyone that's in this group and you also and you know, Karen repeats this constantly, you're all teachers. Each one of us is a teacher. For anyone that shares their experience with another is teaching. When you speak about your experience to another, you're teaching. When you watch a show, this show is teaching. Every conversation, literally every conversation you have is an opportunity to learn. And so sharing your experiences with another is teaching. There are infinite amount of teachers on your planet who don't call themselves teachers and yet they are some of the best teachers they're not writing books or putting on podcast shows but in their way as they live their life and as they make choices they are teaching others around them and some of the best teachers are those teaching you which will never call themselves a teacher But we understand what you're saying in your desire to make a difference and to affect this world in powerful ways. You humans love to label and you say, I will call myself a teacher. We said to Karen years ago when she was a child that she would be a teacher. And to the mind of a child that hated school, it was the worst label that she could ever imagine. And so me, I, uh, Karen, denied this label for so many years thinking that teacher was attached to the teachers that she had witnessed through her school system but in fact a teacher is somebody that lives their truth and lives it powerfully and lives it unwaveringly and without fear for all of us all of you every human on the planet feels within them the call of their source and when one who lives that call unwaveringly, unfearfully, without bending, you are showing how to do this, in fact. You are an example of living connected to the call of source embodied in a human form. And with that, 
you are a powerful teacher. Oh, here's me again. I'm back. Ooh, I'm feeling this message and it's just getting to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are a powerful teacher. Coming back to this question of how to be a teacher. And so when you have an intention to affect the lives of others in this world in a way that is deliberate and in a way where you want to get a message across, then yes, call yourself teacher. For then people understand that you've got something to bring. But it is not your words that teach. It is your vibration that teaches. And your vibration inspires your actions. And when you act from the connection and the alignment with the vibrational stance of the call of your source, you teach in every moment. You talk to the stranger at the bus stop. You strike up a conversation at the cashier in the supermarket. You help someone in the street. You pat the dog. You smile at a stranger. You understand that we are one and we are love and you live that fully unabandonedly in every moment and in every moment you are teaching others that yes I am love and you are too did that answer your question yes thank you so much <laughs> my heart is yeah overflowing oh thank you mine too ah <laughs> oh, wow thank you Thank you. Who's Carla? Carla's come online. Hello. Oh, hello, Sherry. I've just looked on people on Zoom, new people. Hello. Who is iPhone? I'd love to know your name, iPhone. Who's, who's behind the iPhone? There's Carla. Hi, Carla. Oh, lovely to see you all. Oh, let me have a look. Paul. Hello, Paul. How are you? Where are we? I think we've been going for about 40 minutes. Um, what I'm going to do is if there are no more questions coming from the live stream, let me go back to restream. I can't see any questions coming from the live stream. I'm going to stop the live streaming and just go back to the group and say thank you to everyone that's been online with us today. And we'll go back and have a chat with the people that are on Zoom. So if you want to join the Zoom and ask questions um, when we're not going live in the Inner Sanctum on YouTube and Facebook, and I'm actually live on Twitter as well. Uh, I don't know if I can see the chat. I, can, I think I'm only seeing the chats coming in from YouTube at the moment. Uh, but you want to have this conversation with myself or my guest teachers in the Inner Sanctum and ask your questions to the people, to either myself and the mob, Blissful Beings, or to um, the teachers that I showcase in the Inner Sanctum. Why are you laughing? The ha-ha-ha. Channeling in all the channels. Yes, yes, I see why you're laughing. Channeling yeah, just join up and you can come on Zoom. And I like to do a, a little bit of it live so people that are watching the shows live get an opportunity to pipe in and ask their questions. But if you want to come on Zoom where it's not recorded and you can have a safe space to ask questions and get personal, meet others, do join us in the Inner Sanctum. Just go to karenswain.com slash inner dash sanctum, pop your email in there. It is 
free to join or buy donations. I do appreciate anyone's donations that are joining us for free. It's not mandatory. I did have it as a subscription basis initially, and then I threw it open for anyone to join, free or buy donation. Ah, you know, because I just think that's the energy that's nice. Rather than forcing people to pay, I just throw it open just like life does and giving you a choice. Pay, don't pay. We appreciate it if you do, but it's always your choice. And for anything, of, for any of the work that Karen, that I put out into the world through the shows, um, you know, um, there is an opportunity to um, contribute financially or not, but it's all there for you to listen to and engage in for free if you choose to. Thanks everyone for joining us on the live stream. I will say goodbye to you all and get back to the little Zoom group. Bye for now. Now let me custom live stream, stop live stream. Bye for now. All righty.